Hey, it's Coach Kate here, registered dietitian and owner of RD Kate Sports Nutrition. As a member of the LCC Stars Athletic Department, I teach our athletes what to eat and when to eat it on training days, competition days, and throughout the year. For over a decade, I've been helping athletes of all sports and levels meet their goals. RD Kate Sports Nutrition offers individual consulting, team services, on demand courses, and downloadable handouts. For more information, visit rdkate.com. Hello, friends, and welcome to Coach Cuts Corner. Streaming bright from Michigan's capital city, this podcast is dedicated to helping you better understand the who, the what, and the why of mental performance, personal growth, and Lansing Stars baseball. Coach Cuts Corner, brought to you by iWatch. And now here's your host, Stephen Cutter. Welcome back to Coach Cuts Corner. I'm joined in studio this morning with Coach Boyer. Elijah, how are we doing this morning? Doing good. Solid to hear. Today we're going to talk about sleep schedules, fall season wrapping up as we're getting there. And uh, we just had Zach Sorensen fly into Lansing, mental performance coach for the Braves. Mm-hmm. Author of the Hard Ninety, uh, he work he's uh, works with the Stars, and so we'll kind of go over some of the stuff that uh, you know he brought to the town. Um, so, what time do you what time do you get up in the morning, typically? Well, uh, on average, on average, um, I'd say it's usually between seven thirty and nine, yeah. for sure. Like if I had nothing to do, but since we're going five five days a week with weights, now it's six. Six every day. How much of an of adjustment was that for you? Uh, not not a big one. I used to go get workouts in before I'd go to do. Before this, I wasn't when I was doing engineering. That's my day would always start at eight. You know, yeah. like the eight nine to five yeah. life. So I would always mm-hmm. wake up to work out before that, or otherwise I'd have, I'd have a awful day because <laughs> I'd just be sitting all day. That's interesting. I know you've been around as I've I've been teaching our our players about, you know, if you want to change your sleep schedule and you want to start getting up earlier and you're normally getting up at say 6:30, start getting up 15 minutes earlier and do that for 30 days and then, you know, your body just can't tell that 15 minutes. And then you, you know, the next month you're, you're, you set it for 15 minutes earlier and you just keep stacking that pretty soon you're getting up pretty early. I've done the exact opposite of that. I've I've most of my life I've been, you know, uh, more on a sports schedule where sports are played in the afternoon or evenings and stay yeah. up really, really late working. And, um, you know, everybody's for the most part sleeping at that point, but feel like I could just naturally get a lot of separation doing that. And, and then I, you know, it's just started thinking about, you know, how can, you know, how can you get better? And, uh, I flip, flip my schedule, you know, without doing any 15 minutes, per month or, you know, and then kind of what I was teaching and have went the exact opposite. And now I'm getting up somewhere around 2 a.m. in the morning to 2.30 in the morning. And um, there's something to be said about that because, you know, we talk a lot about winning in our program and it's hard to hard to not feel like you're winning when you're up at that time of the morning and you're you're rolling with your day. You know, we're recording this somewhere around noon at this point and I'm, I'm nine hours in, you know, 
um, there's something to winning at that point. And so it's been, it's been somewhat crazy, some definitely different for my family as well. But you know, where I was, uh, you know, it's staying up super late. Now I'm, I'm typically trying to get to bed by nine or 10, you know, yeah. so a complete flip, but, uh, I feel like, um, it's, you're definitely getting some more performance out of that. So, yeah. Um, and, and I think you've probably ex experienced it to some degree where you hear like a lot of high performance or success stories about people that get up in the morning. You almost get it preached to you, right? Yeah, pretty much. And I think, I think it's funny because like a lot of times there's, there's people who will, will say it's really bad to do what, mm -hmm. what you're doing. And, um, like the health part of it's true, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. we know that getting not a lot of sleep is not great for mm -hmm. us, but like you said, you, you know, you have a family, what you're doing. So just, just your case alone is like, what, what would you do to be successful mm -hmm. to, to get to the next step? Like you don't mm -hmm. have a lot of choices like we were talking about. Yeah. And sometimes you, you just have to sacrifice some sleep mm -hmm. and you have to wake up earlier. And it's just, it's funny because people kind of bash like, Oh, you don't have to wake up in the morning to lift, to get a good right. lift. And it's like, yeah, you're right. right. But how often do you not get a lift in if you don't do it first thing in the morning? Yeah. Because you have all these other things you need to do. So there's just, there's just a balance to it all. And yeah, I'm not a big fan of that word balance. But that being said, I know my wife was even talking to me about, you know, how important it is to get eight hours plus sleep. But, you know, if you think about that, that's if you do, you get that, you're going to sleep a third of your life. Mm -hmm. So that's a 30 year day and that's a 30 year life if you do that. So, I mean, time is precious. So yeah. I'll roll a little bit and, you know, um, getting up that early, you know, I was watching something a couple of months ago with the, the football coach with the dolphins. What's his name? Oh man. I know McDonald's exactly what he looks like. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looks like an engineer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was talking about how he had to be in when he was working for another NFL team and he had to be in at, um, 6am and the coach would be calling his office phone at 6am for a check to make sure he was in. And he said like he was missing, he'd miss him, you know? And uh, he ended up getting fired. Not, I don't believe it was so much because he was missing the 6 a.m., but it was kind of like the stuff we talk about in our program where you're stacking bricks and it, you're either stacking really good stuff or you're stacking things that aren't very good. And he ends up getting fired. And like I said, I don't think it was because he wasn't in it. He got in at 6.05 versus 6. But um, now he gets to Miami Stadium and ESPN did like a documentary on him or something that I was watching. And He's rolling in there at like 3 a.m. every day, um, and that's that's where he gets started, and, and you know he's hitting the ground running, and and so I think the, some of that stuff fed into to mine and my flip too, and I I've we've we've shown stuff you know military stuff, and they say you got to be really careful when you start messing with people's schedules, like you can get in some serious dangers with people if you start flipping their schedules. Think about people that have you know go long durations without sleeping or yeah. things like that that's not good stuff so anyway so with the sleep schedules just kind of want to cover that and and say like you know for somebody that has spent you know most of my entire life being um a person that did not um like getting up early in the mornings um might even say things like i'm not a morning person yeah you know i'm not very productive in the morning to all those things too 
Um, I'm much more in flow at 7 p.m. or midnight or whatever it might be to just flipping it all and and rolling it too. you know, I, I we're going to get into Zach, Zach being here in town. But, you know, Zach was I picked him up from his hotel this morning to take him to the airport and I picked him up at 440 this morning you know, to take him to the airport. Mm-hmm. Normally, my old schedule. I would have been trying to find an Uber for him or see if you wanted to do it or, you know, but yeah, it was no problem. So it's pretty crazy. And, and just really proof I've shown to myself that you can make changes and you can make significant changes. Even when you believe like that, you're not a morning person or that, you know, you don't function well. It's crazy. Fall season. We're, getting close to wrapping up or that time of year we're near halloween at this point um it is what's halloween. what's what's been your take on fall season as we're getting ready to transition into not only different weather mm-hmm. you know it's gonna it's getting colder and there's snowflakes and things like that and then um, just transitioning into where we're not we, we don't have inner squads we don't have scrimmages you know we're just we got something that we call separation season and um, what's been your take of the fall so far? Fall so far has been um, a lot of me getting adjusted to the whole college coaching, being the first year, learning, uh, getting used to the way that we do things. So I feel like that's been a majority of it. I'm per- I'm pretty sad to see the fall go though, because I miss be I'm gonna miss being outside. I like everything about being outside, but I know that um, going inside is very necessary for the development because we could just get so much more done with uh, mm-hmm. with our hitters and yeah. and pitchers. But um, yeah, there's just a there's a certain aspect of being outside though that I'm I'm gonna miss. So sure. not looking forward to that, but looking forward to getting better inside. Yeah, I was just uh, while you were talking, I was pulling up our practice plan for today for the offensive side of the practice plan and. I think you kind of sell yourself short a little bit as we talk about data collection and sensors <laughs> connecting and and what machine and at what distance and at what miles per hour it's going to be and who's loading the machine and <laughs> and whether it's from the left side or the right side and who's yeah. collecting batted ball metrics and and uh, biomechanical and I, I see you even got me in there doing some KVAS <laughs> stuff so um, yeah I think you're selling yourself short that's that's what success looks like and that's really what development looks like too yeah. it's it's not a cookie cutter system it's not smoke and mirrors it's it's stuff that you're very intentional about and you're just working on helping people find that best version of themselves or at least attempt to try to find the best version of themselves. And you're doing a heck of a job. And, um, the fall season has been a ton of learning for all of us. It's not just you. We're, we're constantly learning, constantly trying to get better. And we've got 25, 26 freshmen on the team and, you know, you're fresh out of high school. And, and so, you know, you're, you're, you're constantly uh, teaching and, and reinforcing and, and then teaching again and reinforcing and, and hoping that some things start sticking. And we've seen that, you know, I really feel like the, the team from, you know, August 10th, when we started, if you took a snapshot, which we did in a lot of different ways, and maybe I can hit on a couple of those too in here in a minute, but take a snapshot on August 10th and then take another snapshot in October, mid October. And you're like, this team looks significantly different. Uh, we use our 
you know, our strength and conditioning, our nutrition, all those things are vital to development. And well, we have an in-body, we've got multiple in-body machines here on campus and in-body reports are due, I think, in a couple of days. And some of the players are handing, handing them in early, which, you know, success leaves clues. The guys mm-hmm. that are getting them in a couple of days early, that's great. And, you know, we've got a freshman that's, leave him nameless, but a freshman that just turned his in and he's gained 13 pounds since um, we measured him on August 10th. And so the average person would be like, oh, okay, well, 12 of those pounds is muscle. Um, but it's, it's incredible. It's, yeah. but that's, you know, sleep schedules or anything else. If you're intentional about what you want to do, you can do some incredible stuff. And, and, uh, I, I think you can tell by looking at them, but you just can't tell how incredible it, it has been because I've noticed it. And if I brought up his name, I'm sure you would say, yeah, I agree. He's I've, an outfielder. I, I, I've noticed it as well. Yeah. He's an outfielder. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. he's growing taller too. Yeah. Well, that can I, happen. I think he's just getting yeah. bigger all around. Yeah. So just a lot of those stories, uh, Greg and I were talking about it earlier this morning. A lot of those stories just don't end up getting told, you know, yeah. the, you just don't see them. They're not on social media or anything else, but th- th- there's some really, really cool stories. And speaking of stories, I, I think that I'm hearing uh, word that uh, there's going to be a documentary made about the uh, um, stars baseball team and, and coach cut. So, um, that's, that's coming down the line and, uh, they're going to, I think they're going to be following us this season. So it's kind of huge news. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's official. So, um, Zach Sorensen, you know, I, I mentioned that I was, um, you know, taking him to the airport at 445 this morning. He had an early flight. He flew into Lansing a couple days ago picked him up from the airport and then brought him to his hotel and then got him checked in and then brought him to trying to think where we went after that. I think we went to, Oh, we came to campus and he spent uh, the afternoon on campus with the stars and in the, in kind of a classroom setting. And, you know, Zach is the mental performance coach for the Atlanta Braves. And he does a lot of stuff with Brian Kane and he's kind of Brian's right-hand man in a lot of different things, including hikes and crazy <laughs> stuff, too. But um, Zach had a, you know, he's got some really good experience in baseball, was a professional baseball player, had some some of that experience, played in the College World Series with Wichita State, you know, back in the day. Um, so he's been to Omaha, and um, he just brings a, a wealth of knowledge. And so pretty incredible that he's, you know, flying into Lansing to work with the stars team. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, it was nice to really be able to spend quite a bit of one-on-one time with him and just talk about just normal family stuff. His family and my family lines up, you know, with a lot of different things and makes his home in Utah. And, uh, what would you kind of take away in the in the amount of time that you had? Because a lot of this stuff that we bring up, whether it's in leadership or other places might not be completely out in left field but some of it is new right Mm -hmm. yeah the um the biggest takeaway i i couldn't even put it down to to one necessarily thing but it was the fact that he when when you talk about mental performance like a lot of times we like we were talking to just get told like you got to be tough right and then people don't really give you like um a way to go about that and so the biggest thing I took away was he just gave tons of little snippets of ways that guys could pick up. 
like there, I think there were, there were probably more than 10 ways that you could like judge yourself on the field and, and bring yourself back to a place where you're competing. Well, you talked about the controlled intensity scale, which, you know, like what, whatever level you play best at and getting back to it all the time. The, uh, the red light, yellow light, green light. I mm-hmm. like that one when things are going out of control or starting to, you know, you're in this yellow light mode and I could just keep going, but he basically just kept giving ways for you to not only slow the game down, but ways that you could easily remember through these like simple mm-hmm. little two, three minute tactics. Yeah. And like really routines, tools and processes, tons of tools. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, I think guys probably at least picked up one and that's what I really liked because no way every guy picked up everything, but I know that, that they'll remember one and I think they'll use it at some point. <coughs> Yeah, and he'll be back. He'll fly back in for our first pitch dinner. So our second annual first pitch dinner is coming up in January, and that's going to be another huge thing. So he'll fly back in for that. He'll be our keynote speaker, and he'll, so he'll be back around for a couple of days. And then once our season gets going, he'll fly in for a few days and be around the team too. So we'll see him quite a bit this year, and we're extremely fortunate to have that kind of stuff. We were, you know, we still have Brian Kane involved with our program too, and. We're just uh, extremely blessed for a JUCO to have the things that we have. And yeah. it certainly uh, is, is humbling at times. I know as we were driving around Lansing a little bit and going out to lunch and stuff, I was thinking about, you know, it's, it's pretty impressive having these people come into our program and, and be willing to work with our, you know, our, our players. So pretty cool. And, you know, the mental performance stuff is – is not smoke and mirrors. Um, I think if anything, that's, that's some of the stuff that I've heard, you know, as we have, as we continue to have a lot of success is it's, it's smoke and mirrors and don't know anything about the game of baseball and, you know, all that stuff. It's, it, the mental performance piece is, you know, I think Zach said it best. It's, it's 90% of the game and it's practiced, you know, the least out of anything. Mm -hmm. So it's a big piece of the game and, it's a, a big piece to not only the game, but life, how you respond to stuff, you know, and uh, a lot of times things are not going to go your way and you've got to be able to respond. And it can be as simple as driving your car into work yeah. in the morning. You know, it can be a lot of different things. And, you know, I, I kind of go to I've, I picked up with being spending time with with Brian Kane was something bad happens. You say good. And he's just, yeah. And, and that's where, that's where it came from. And it's just good, good, you know, and, and it changes your mindset, even though whatever's happening at that time isn't real good, but it's kind of like good. Good. Because something, if, if you, if you journal and you document stuff, you'll see that no matter what happens to you, something good will come from that. It, it might not be that second, it might, might not be that day, but at some point something good is going to come from that. And so you're just kind of saying, good, good, let's, let's roll, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. So yeah, I, I think just kind of circling back a little bit, um, you know, whether it's with mental performance, changing your sleep schedule, learning new things, or continuing to grow, um, for the most part, anything's possible. And and when you're around contagious proximity of others, you can just start growing, you know, exponentially. And that's it's kind of what we try to do with our players too. And you know, we kind of touched on that a little bit how the, how much you see them change and just 
you yeah. know, three, three months. And it's not just physically because physically they are, but mentally and uh, with the hope that maybe down the road they'll, they'll use it. And maybe that will be this month. Maybe it'll be in, in May or June and maybe it'll be in five years, but some point they're going to fall back on it. Anything else to add on that? No, I I did want to touch a little bit on the, like the contagious proximity. I'm sure people who listen to this know what it is, but okay. like, if, like I'll just use myself as an example. If, okay. if I would have went into a program with my first year and I would have had a head coach, I saw working underneath the head coach who yeah. was just, just went out there, just had a normal practice, just kind of rolled the balls out there. Uh-huh. Like, hey, let's just hit some fun go. Let's practice for two hours and let's, let's get off the field. You know, yep. it's just fall ball. Yep. It's just fall ball. Mm-hmm. You know, if I would have had that, even with what I know about development, I would have gotten worse. You know, because like if I, if all I was around was people who were okay with being good enough, I would have it would have been hard for me to get better. But when you got your when you got your HC waking up at two a.m. in the morning and you feel like he's kicking your butt, it, it makes me want to do that much more. So um, hopefully, you'll get to the point though where I start making making you better at I, some point. I, I think that anybody that's trying to get better in their life makes not only me better but makes everybody else better yeah, and, and you're, you're certainly there and we've got a lot we've got a staff that's like that and and we've got a lot of players that are like that too and that's why you know we we have terms like uncommon and that's where it comes from so appreciate having you having you on this morning appreciate you being here and um thank you for joining us in the wlnz studios stay humble stay hungry go stars Coach Cuts Corner is recorded live in the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dedalian Lowry. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it and follow us on all the platforms of social media. You can find more about our program at lccstars.com. And donations to our baseball program can be made at the same site. See you next time.